Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Yagmoth Soap Opera, the classic-related podcast brought to you, the community. I'm Andy, a.k.a. Eternal Hammer, and I'm joined by our regular co-host, Zach, a.k.a. The Hoff, and George, a.k.a. Wiffy Penguin. Uh, last week, we um, looked at four events, and from those four events, one player put the, his deck into the money three times, and that was Adrian, a.k.a. Uh, bad gu- bad guts. I'm sure I've pronounced that wrong, um, but we're we're proud to have him on the on the podcast this week as a guest. Um, so to, to kick us off, uh, George, do you want to tell us about the first event of the format? Yeah, um, the first uh, the first event was February 20th, and coming in in first place, we've got Timmins uh, 4-0 with four color fish, and a lot of uh, avenues to attack the major uh, other archetypes. Um, I don't really know what you can do to uh, use your Quasali on your own guys. I'm trying to look through here and see if, uh, you know, against the Dredge matchup. I don't know what he does. I guess he kind of just folds to Dredge game one. Um, his sideboard's pretty solid against Dredge. Yeah, but his sideboard looks like it's packed to the gills with uh, Dredge hate. Um, yeah, I like I like the Heap Dolls against Dredge. That's pretty cute. Yeah, Heap Dolls are pretty... Uh, once in a while. I haven't seen those in a long time. They're uh, pretty effective, though. They get rid of Bridge. Right, right. True. Yeah, and it looks like he's he's using another sideboards a lot on your favorite card, George Bird. Yeah, I guess I guess that's to maximize his chance against stacks, although with shops being 33% of the metagame, I see no reason not to run four. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the deck looks pretty solid. I kind of disagree on Stifle. I think it has some really cool utilities. Um, I, I don't know. It can give you, you know, one more turn for an Alpha Strike against Oath, or uh, it can stop a first turn um, on the play against uh, Dredge. It can stop the Bridge effect if you need another turn to get Yixla just to see, you know, get some protection. Um, I don't know. It, it, it can do some It can do some cool things. Uh, I haven't really played with it, so I'm not really in a great position to tell you how good it is. But it looks cool. Uh, what do you think, Andy? Um, I'm just wondering if the incremental effect of the Birds of Paradise um, it outweighs the, the kind of explosiveness of something like Elvish, Elvish Spirit Guide. Um, I wonder if the ability just to kind of pop off one mana and uh, bust out something on turn one is, is, is maybe not a stronger play. I mean, I can see that the shop's deck can, can really sort of get you off, off, off mana and having that recurring effect to, to kind of get around the sphere effects every turn could be quite powerful. But I can see dropping a, a turn one Dark Confidant or a turn two uh, Predator could, could equally be, be a way forward. Yeah, um, and not only that, it looks like his curve stops almost at two outside of uh, Trigon Predator. I mean, do you really need the mana more than once. I mean, you should have two, learn, two, two lands on turn two unless you're using Day's turn one, which he's only running a two of. But, you know, I, like, uh, it, it, it looks like a deck that can do some mean things as far as on the ground, creature versus creature. So if you want to play yeah. it fair... It looks like I, 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 like, I, like, I like Stifle in this deck. Where, where you've got Days and you've got Spell Pierce and you've got Wasteland... I actually quite like Stifle because even in matchups where it might not be relevant, Stifling a fetch land or some other mana source like that or search could really be quite useful. And I say you can back that up by blocking spells with Spell Pierce and kind of reducing their mana by sort of wastelanding them away as well. So, yeah, I think there's quite a few uses for Stifle. And, I mean, we don't see too much Storm in the field at the moment, but obviously there's applications there as well. And, what uh, about like uh, 
at Ether Vile in a deck like this instead of the bird. Well, see, I think that's why he's not running the the spirit guide because he he needs a more per- permanent source, uh, you know, against stacks, uh, and he doesn't have Vile on this list. So, um, you know, most of the most of the uh, the list that you're seeing the spirit guides in, you're you're seeing it with the Vile. So the spirit guides are giving you the the quick shot, um, but the Vile is uh, is giving you the more permanent stream of. So uh, do you think? Do you think the vials just dropped from this list because uh, A is running Kataki, but B there's plenty of uh, artifact hate in the meta game at the moment? Yeah, I I think that's part of it. Um, I mean, I I, I think uh, I don't know. I mean, as a stacks player, I've I've seen vial be good. I've seen vial be uh, not so great. Um, I, you know, I'm not scared of the birds either. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of room to play, but I just think the reason that he's got I think definitely if you don't have Vile, uh, I can see the, the argument for, for birds over um, spirit guides. Cool. And I can definitely say that this this deck here is the has been the toughest matchup for the, the Forge Master deck that I've had. Um, you know, Forge Master can really go go aggro, go combo, go control, but uh, this guy can attack it from from kind of every angle. Uh, and you know, stifling a Forge Master activation is. Uh, is pretty backbreaking. Oh but, uh, god, that sounds pretty brutal. Uh, okay. Speaking of Forge Master, you are the next spot in this event. Yeah, and uh, like I said, I mean, I really knew when I when I faced Simmons in the finals, I had no shot uh, having watched his replays. Um, so I, I tried to mull, I think, into uh, you know a, a turn one or turn two Forge Master or uh, or Helm, and just t- pray that he didn't have Force. Um, but that didn't work too well for me. So the, I mean this this matchup is just terrible for, for Forge Master. Uh, it's probably a little bit better um, for traditional stacks because you've got more of the sphere effects uh, and you're you're a little more linear. Uh, whereas Forge Master, you're you're kind of picking uh, one of the three routes to go with depending on what your opening hand is. So so uh, why why don't you take us through the deck and why you play it as opposed to like a more regular stacks deck? Sure. Um, I mean, why I like it is uh, it really can attack um, the game from three different angles. You know, it can go beat down like a, a regular stacks deck, getting some golems into play, uh, even hard casting battle sphere or worm coil engine. Uh, it can go control, getting some sphere effects into play, uh, keeping you off your mana with wastelands, uh, or it can go combo just. You know, nail you with the turn one helm if you've got uh, helm of the or leyline of void in play, uh, or you know, fishing up combo pieces with forge master. Uh, you know, part of what I wanted to do was uh, have a combo stacks filled with forge master and and not have really dead cards. I mean, one other combo you can include in here would be painter servant grindstone, but you know, in isolation, neither of those cards are very good. Um, Leyline obviously has is great uh, by itself. It's great against Dredge. It's it's good against Oath, I think, uh, and it's uh, you know it's good against it's good in the mirror. It, it stops uh, Chalice of the Void, which is what a lot of people try to go for in the mirror. Um, but uh, it really can go those three directions, and you can look at with your opening hand, uh, you know what direction you want to go in. You've got Serum Powder to help you out. Uh, so it mulligans pretty well, and you want to mulligan pretty aggressively. Um, but that's really why I like it over stacks. And also, 
Um, you know, stacks is a pretty big part of the metagame right now, so you want to be well prepared for the stacks mirror. And <clears throat> what I have found is that the weakest cards in the stacks mirror, uh, and, you know, people can disagree with me if, if, if they want, but are, I really think the sphere effects are pretty much dead, uh, in the stacks mirror. I mean, sure, you can try to land them and try to get chalice, or try to get crucible waste going afterwards, but that seems like a stretch. So, you know, I like a build where, where I can totally board out my, my sphere effects, uh, in the mirror and bring in good cards. Um, and so this guy's had a, had a good matchup against the mirror, has a great matchup against Dredge, and has had a really good matchup against Oath. Uh, you, you, know, saying, you were saying that you're, uh, 7 and 0 in sanctioned matches against Oath? Yeah, 7 and 0 against Oath. I mean, one way to look at it is, Oath has to resolve a, a spell, it, can, it has to cast off a two lands, uh, and they think that's their game plan. You've got to resolve a, a spell you can cast off a two lands, which is Forge Master. Uh, and you're probably gonna win that fight. Um, Leyline is very good against Oath. Uh, it's, you know, the good game, Builds running Dragon's Breath that kills Dragon's Breath, it kills Age Grudge, it kills Yogwell. Um, and you really just need, I mean, you can be faster than Oath if you've got a Forge Master out. And again, you can cast it off two lands just like they can, uh, cast Oath off of two lands. Um, so you can, you can out, you can beat them to the punch with Forge Master, you can have a Duplicant or an Insaring Bridge to slow you, slow them down. Uh, you know, or if you get a hand that's got a couple sphere effects in play, you can really try to grind them out, uh, with some spheres and some wastelands. So, I, I haven't had a lot of trouble against Oath. Um, that's not to say that, you know, the games haven't been close. I've, you know, I've, Wiffy and I were talking earlier, and I've played Wiffy twice, and, uh, in, in dailies, and won both times, but they both went three matches, and they were both close, uh, you know, they were close matches, but, I honestly think the the matchup is slight is shifted in in Forge Master's favor. Um. So, out of all the different oath decks, which one do you think is the worst uh, matchup for the sh- your build of shops? Well, I mean, there are so many different builds out there. I won't talk about the kind of individual components, but in terms of oath targets, I, the one I least like to see, you know, is Terastodon. Um. I can deal with Emrakul. I can deal with. Uh, I, I can deal... So Emrakul, probably second to Terastodon. Blightsteel, I mean, I can... I, I've got fat-butted guys. I can chump block Blightsteel a couple turns before I can get an active Forge Master. Uh, Emrakul, I do have to deal with right away, um, but maybe, you know, if I can get a Duplicant or I can get a Ensnaring Bridge, then that will be pretty good. Um, you know, Terastodon just taking out... If a Terastodon leads an Emrakul, then Terastodon can wipe out uh, a lot of your artifacts... Uh, and if you have a lower artifact count, that's going to hurt your chances of, of being able to activate Forge Master. So I really think that, that Elephant is the, is the worst matchup. But again, it hasn't been a bad matchup. So. What do you think? And, and, and people play it wrong. I mean, I think if, if you're playing against Forge Master and you hit an, o, uh, an Elephant and you've got, say, Emrakul as your other target, just kill three of their artifacts. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, what, what they are, just kill three of their artifacts, uh, and you'll be in better shape. You know, a lot of people are reluctant to do that, but I really think that's the way to go. Do you think that um, Progenitus would swing the matchup in Oath's favor, or would it be too slow? Progenitus? Um, I don't know. I, I think that I think that 
you know, it, it's resilient against duplicate. Um, so I could see it there. But I, I really think that, uh, it might, I, I think it's better than Blightsteel. Let's put it that way. Uh, but I, I don't know that it would do enough to, to swing it in, uh, in the favor of Oath. Again, against this build. I mean, again, against regular stacks, things are a little bit different because regular stacks can't go the combo route. Um, it can't, you know, it doesn't have Forge Master to tutor up a duplicate or something like that. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm generally not too worried about the traditional uh, shop builds with any of my Oath builds. Mm-hmm. But yours, yours is a little different because you can just combo off my face. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I remember uh, one game where we were playing, I think, to, to go 3-0. You, you ended up, you know, turn one uh, Forbidden Orchard Lotus Petal. And then uh, I ended up going, you know, something like the workshop, Grim Monolith, Grim Monolith, Helm of Obedience when I had uh, a ley line in place. So it can it can definitely beat Oath to the Punch if you get lucky. So Yeah. Alright, so uh, we'll go on to the next one. And it is an elephant oath build by DJ Kensai. Um it looks Looks pretty close to the one that I was doing well with. Um, almost, almost a carbon copy. But he only has one Jace, and he has uh, Hercules Recall in that spot. Um, after that, we've got X Scorpio with Stacksless Stacks, and it looks like he's running a Gray Eyes Threes list. Although he's got gemstone caverns, and uh, Dennis would be remiss with me if I did not mention the memnarchs in his sideboard. Um, what do you What do you guys think about memnark? Uh, Wait a minute does he have Does he have uh, um, Mikosync Lattice in his sideboard? No. I, I know a dream of mine was always to get my opponent to resolve Null Rod, and then. Uh, Sneak and make a safe thing to play. <laughs> <laughs> Some Memnites. <laughs> so. so, Memnark. I mean, he's got a Mox Opal, and he's got a Gemstone Caverns to use its ability. Is a, is a 4, 5 for 7 mana with... Oh, I guess he's got an Island and 3 Gemstone Caverns, too. But do you, do you guys think that this is worth it, or is it a joke? I, I think it's cute, and that's about it. Yeah, I don't see it as I don't see it as serious. Alright. Well, I mean, Dennis also seems to think that Quicksilver Amulet and dropping Eldrazi is a good way to go in shops, so we'll see if X Scorpio takes that advice too. Um lastly we've got Blazelix with Green White Hate. Uh looks the same ish. Maybe there's an extra Kataki in the main deck. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's the only one playing it. Games Banding plays it occasionally, but Blazelix is the only one who does well with it. So is he going to put in the old Lenin, Lenin Reddick Warder from uh, Meriden Besieged? I don't think Leonin Relic Warder is better than anything in the deck. Oh, you know what's different? He dropped the uh, Time Vault Voltaic Key Combo and the Enlightened Tutors. I, I, I think it was Games Banding I played against uh, maybe in a TP game 
uh, who had the Relicorders in, and, and I actually thought they were pretty good. Um, you know, one thing I've noticed is is good against um, Green White Hate in a in a stacks build uh, is Spine of Ishtha. Uh, you know, if they've got a, a Kataki active, that's giving you recurring permanent destruction. And um, you know, Relic Order is an answer to that. It's an answer to pretty much anything that they can do at uh, you know instant speed with Ether Vial, even if they're tapped out. Yes, which wasn't which wasn't an option before. I mean, before. If they were tapped out, you knew that you were pretty safe. Um, but with a relic order in there, you've got that threat as well. Yeah, Spinovish Saw seems pretty saucy against either Kataki or the Aether Flux or yeah, Energy Flux. flux. It's, it's pretty good. Um, you know, it's it's never a. I, I've kind of said it's meh in the past because it's never a great card when you draw it. It's never dead. You know, it's always like a wasteland or a bad duplicate. But um, yeah, against Kotaki or against Energy Flux, it's just a bomb. I mean, they have to literally take out their own Flux effect, uh, or else you're going to win. So you two-for-one them at least. Um, you guys might see in the event metagame the green-white core spirit dancer dot deck. That is literally the only card that he cast in the games that he played was core spirit dancer. So that's what I called it. <laughs> And, uh, I mean, there were six shop decks, two of them placed, two Gush Bonds, neither of them placed, Affinity didn't do well, Green White Hate made it, the only Oath deck made it, um, Four Color Fish won. So, there, there you go, about a 33% of the uh, shop decks placed in the money. Wow. And then, uh, Zach, you want to bring us to the next one? Yeah, so uh, February 20th has a pretty special thing going on for it. Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, since the release of Med 4, this is the first Storm deck that went 4-0. Agreed. It was run by Juan Dixon, and it looks like... Open it up here. Um, The deck looks like a pretty traditional build. It has Blightsteel Colossus. Um, Necropotence, Mind's Desire, which is the first time we've seen that, you know, in a long time. Uh, it's been mentioned, but that card, you know, it's it's not restricted, but he's only running one. I guess I can see why. You only want to really hit it once. Um, it's running Force of Will, uh, Lion's Eye Diamonds, bro- obviously the most broken thing in the game right now, Lion's Eye Diamond, Yogg Will. Um, it, it just looks like a solid deck. What do you guys think about it? Is this a pretty solid build? I love that he has uh, two Hercules in the main and two in the sideboard to just to just help him beat shop. I mean, I'm amazed that he was able to 4-0 in an event with six shop decks. Six shop decks. That's incredible. He had to have played it at least two times, if not three. I mean, he, he played against me, um, and yeah, I mean, the, the Herc, he definitely... Uh, did win one game, I think, uh, if I recall correctly, by Herklings out, uh, you know, a Trinisphere and, and maybe one other sphere uh, before going off. Um, he's got the Blightsteel plan, which is pretty good. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I think that Hercules is appropriate here because Storm needs one turn to, to go off. Uh, you know, a lot of the other decks like Fish and stuff, one turn's not going to buy you a lot. I mean, even Oath, I don't know that, that Hercules is as great as some other answers, but since you really just need one turn, uh, I think Hercules is, is great in his death. 
I think Hercules is also uh, really good to set up your own mind's desire because he's running a lot of artifacts. That's true. And Andy, it looks like he's running your favorite there. It's got a little necropotence action. Yeah, sounds good. I I think it's quite a strong, strong deck, and the Infernal Tutors are going to be finding that Mind's Desire when it's appropriate as well, so I, 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 I like the deck as well. I think it's cool. I find City of Traitors in the sideboard a little bit strange. I wonder which matchups that's coming in for. Gotta be shops. Gotta be. So yeah, it looks like he has that. Chain of Vapor, Echoing Truth, Hercules Recall. I see a theme here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all about balance. Uh... You know, and I, I think skill sta- sabotage would be uh, a good fit in this deck. Uh, probably put that in there somewhere. But, um, yeah, and then he's got the uh, requisite dredge hate there at the end with the ley lines of the void and the pie And although this guy isn't packing a ton of dredge hate, I think it's okay because he's probably faster than dredge is. Yeah, this is one of the few decks that really just looks like it can goldfish faster than dredge. Yeah. I mean, against Dredge with their minimal disruption, I can easily see an average turn two win. I mean, and I mean, I wonder if he puts in Echoing Truth against Dredge too. It's just another, you know, time walk against them, uh, bouncing a bunch of uh, bridge tokens. Yeah, that would, that would. I mean, that's one of my outs when I play Echoing Truth in the main deck of Oath. Is uh, I just hope to bounce their zombies and then win. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I assume the main reason Echoing Truth is in there is probably to bounce those uh, multiple ley lines of sanctity, but definitely I can see an application with, you know, tokens or even, like, big fatties and other matchups. I don't know. Echoing Truth is also pretty good against Blightsteel. Yeah, yeah definitely. Do you think we're going to see more Swords to Plowshares with Blightsteel? Um, I, I actually think we're going to see a lot of Steel Sabotage because it does the same thing. And it doesn't give them 11 life. <laughs> so. Yeah. All right, so moving on, the next deck we're looking at here was uh, Dr. Pennick running a Jacerator build. Your uh, favorite. <laughs> yeah, I love me some Jacerator. It's lots of fun unless you're playing against Stack, which is a third of the metagame, so it's not that fun right now. Uh Looks like he's running the uh, the tech I, I, I really think I advocate right now. The one Yixla Jailer just to give you one out against Dredge, that game one. It's so huge. So, I mean, I, I haven't tried it yet, but I've been saying I'm going to do it for days now. So I, I, I promise myself I will put that in there soon. Um, he's running the three Chrome Mox, three Jace, which I think is it's pretty solid. Uh, like I was saying, I don't think four Jace is great right now. Um Two Duress, two Thoughtseize, and uh, looks like he's got the discard package going on. Uh, look, you know, it's just typical Jace Raider build. Hit you from all angles, try to get card advantage and win. Um, then the uh, the next deck, it looks like, is a Dredge build from Asmodeus. And uh, this Dredge build is, you know, typical. You want to find the Bizarre Baghdad turn one. Uh, do whatever you need to do to find it. Um so, looks like uh, it's running some Nature's Claim main, which is kind of interesting. Uh, same with the Breakthrough and the Careful Studies. So, I mean, it looks like he's not as reliant on Bizarre Baghdad as most of the decks are where they're all in. Well, we talked about this build last week, and Dennis chimed in in the forums that um, this deck is not as consistent as your more traditional one, but it is a lot more explosive. 
And I think that running the Nature's Claims is pretty good since a lot of the shop decks are running main deck ley lines now. Yeah, sure. I, I, de- I definitely think that's pretty good. And he's got, you know, he's got the Indigot Chewers and the Whiskmeris, uh, which are, which are good hate, uh, against Dredge, uh, with traditional jet, Dredge with Chalice, um, just to have something that, you know, Whiskmeris especially, uh, they're gonna have to Chalice it for three to kill, to kill a ley line or something like that. The ingot chewer and the sideboard's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this looks like, I mean, it looks like it's, this deck actually does have some game against stacks, even with the hate. It's running Serenity. It's running ingot chewer. It's running, uh, ancient grudge. All this stuff in the sideboard. So, I mean, it's kind of like, he knows what he's expecting, along with the firestorms for the Ixa jailer matchups and the, uh, and whatnot. So, I mean, it looks like this guy's ready. I mean, so. Whiffy, do you, do you, uh, do you advocate like a blazing archon in the sideboard against, uh, Dredge with your oath? No. It's useless in every other matchup. Okay. If, if this were a year ago, yes, but it's not. Alright, and moving on, uh, George, what was the fourth deck in this form, in this, uh, tournament? Uh, well, it is an elephant oath. It's good game oath. Slight, uh, slight copy paste error on Classic Quarter. Um, this one I actually changed from the ones that you saw last week. I have cut the energy flux because it just wasn't doing enough for me as a one-of card against shops. And I put in two ancient grudges, um, and I upped the land count to 20, 20 lands because I found that with the strip mine and the wastelands, yeah, it's good to blow up their stuff, but it leaves me without a land, and that, that kind of sucks. So I upped the uh, land count to 20. And to make room for that, I took out Yawgmoth's Will. And a lot of people might think that's a bad move, but when you're facing a shop deck three times in a daily event, you're not you're not going to often get the chance to play Yawgmoth's Will and actually play out other cards from your graveyard. And then on top of that, Yawgmoth's Will isn't really that good against uh, shop decks. You're not going to go crazy combo turns against them. Um, in the newest list that you guys would see if we had fired an event in a week, um, I've also cut all three Planeswalkers for three Preordains. And the same reason I cut the Yawgmoth's Will, shop decks make casting a Jace really, really hard. And I do sideboard out the Preordains against shops, but having if you if you win the die roll... And you can go turn one preordain into a lotus petal and a second turn oath. That's pretty good. So, uh, have you always had mana drain in this build? Um, yes, okay. I, I I've had mana drain in there from the beginning. It's probably one of the worser cards in a, a shop or dredge meta, but it's really really good against the other blue decks. I mean, it's not bad against some some shop builds. Well, it's uh, just but, it's just hard to actually um, resolve a mana drain against shop. Yeah. Well, no, I mean my my point was I, I think if you're if you've got the mana drains in a shop heavy meta, I, I think Tezzeret beats out Jace. Um, but uh, but yeah, if you're cutting them all anyway, I guess it doesn't matter. I mean, then what what are you even using the drain mana on? Um, I'm just using the drain mana as a hard counter. Okay. Um, the sideboard, I believe the sideboard is the same. It is, but I hate Ravenous Trap. Um, 
I believe I cut one for another Tormod's Crypt. It could have also been something for Storm, but I'm not entirely sure. Alrighty, well that's cool. So that was a three and one performance for George there. And then, uh, coming in, uh, the, uh, the last three one slot there, we have Timmons one more time on the same day, it looks like, with the uh, same deck, 4C Fish. And, uh, looks like that was a good day. So, uh, that meta, the total wrap up was, uh, five shop, uh, a painter servant build with shop, uh, three dredge, two jacerator, uh, Whiffy, or, uh, an Elephant Loath, Whiffy's Good Game Oath, Mono Black Aggro, Storm, looks like, uh, Storm didn't get in the money on that, no, excuse me, that's the wrong one. Storm did get in the money, this is the one where it went 4-0, and then we have the, uh, 4C Fish. So that was the wrap up for, uh, the second event on February 20th. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good for Timmons, he won the first one, and then 3 won the other one that fired like, 20 minutes after the first one ended. Yeah. So that's that's pretty solid money right there. Uh, Twelve tickets and uh, what, six, seventeen packs? Not yep. Bad. So uh, next event, Andy, if you want to lead us into it, it's February twenty-first. Yeah, sure. So this event um, fired on the twenty-first, and we then had a lull with the Muradin Besiege release. But let's have a quick look at what made the money in uh, on this event. Um, winning on four and zero was Angel of Righteousness with his uh, traditional stacks list. Um, I don't think there's much to, to say that's unusual about it. I mean, it is running the, the four serum powders. It's running four Crucible of Worlds um, with a, a full package of Wastelands, um, Strip Mine and one Ghost Quarter main with two in the sideboard. So that's a uh, pretty serious um, Crucible recursion going on in, in the deck. Um, but I think we've, we've, we've talked about this particular build last time out, so I won't dwell on it too much unless anyone wants to pitch in. Yeah, it's it's just Grey Eyes's uh, updated build. Yeah, yeah, with uh, the two the two and two split on the ley lines. That's right. Yeah. Uh, ne- next up, three and one is uh, is George with his uh, good game oath again. Yes, I also had a good day that day. I uh, the second event fired a few hours after the one that I three won, and then I three won it again. Beautiful. Then we have No One, which I believe is, that, that's Menace, isn't it? If that is indeed. Yeah, he's, he's running Dredge. Um, again, pretty, pretty typical, typical stock list. Um, just the Sun Titan, maybe sort of, I mean, many, many Dredge decks do run Sun Titan, but not, not all. Um, and then there's a clan, clanmate, uh, next up with three and one is, uh, Calavera, and, uh, he, he's running, uh, Grey Eyes' deck as well, isn't he? I, I don't think he's running Grey Eyes' deck. This is... Yeah, he's the super crazy guy that does not run any... It's a little bit any, different. He's got the sculpting skills. Yeah, he, does, he doesn't run any of the uh, Leyline of the Void, which I just think is That's insane. True. insane. Yeah, not even in the sideboard. <laughs> I mean, he's got the the, ser- the sculpting steel uh, in, in main. I mean, he's trying to, to get a better matchup against... Uh, Against the mirror, um, with the sculpting steers and the skills <laughs> in the main. He's got Eon Hub for, uh. For Oath. For Oath. I mean, I've. Uh, I don't know. I would not be a fan of that. What do you think, if, uh, Wiffy? Um, um, I have never, ever, <laughs> ever lost to Eon Hub. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe there's some value there I'm missing, but, uh, I would not be a fan of Eon Hub. The, uh, in, in the more dangerous card is Ensnaring Bridge, and. Yeah. That's I played against him in this event. I had to actually beat 
the one ensnaring bridge he played and the two sculpting steels that copied it before I could attack and kill him. Yeah, ensnaring bridge is definitely a decent card against Oath. Um, but he has very, I mean, all his, why, my point, my question would be like, why even play Pithing Needle and Relic of Progenitus? If you, if you're not gonna have a good board against Oath, just, you know, you know, you either, either go, go good or go home. Just, uh, don't even devote any thoughts to it. Yeah, that's, that's the way I feel against Dredge Hate too. Either you're running eight cards or you're running zero, because that's, that's how it, uh, plays out. Alrighty, so moving on here. Yeah, and finally we've got Naoto, and he's also running a Gush Bond deck. Um, so we've got the, the Gush Bond engine, um, Mana Drain, Force of Will, and Spell Pierce as the counters. We've got Tendrils of Agony as a finisher, and uh, Tinkering to Blightsteel. He's also squeezed in the Time Vault um, Voltaic Key Combo with a Yagmos Will to, to go and fetch any of this back. So I guess it's similar to some of the Gush Bond uh, decks I've, I've been running. He's uh, got Steel Sabotage main, and um, a couple of uh, engineered explosives in the sideboard as well. Um, anyone got any views on this? Uh, it looks like a pretty cool deck. I mean, it looks really... This is outside of, like, the linear builds, like, you know, Shop and uh, Dredge, which are pretty damn close to Vintage. This, like, when you look at the numbers on this deck, it's really funny because it does look like a vintage deck. It's like 1411414141113111121112111. One of the things I really, really like about his build is he is running two Mystical Tutor. <laughs> mystical Tutor is not restricted, and yet almost no one runs more than one of it. Definitely. Yeah, it's a, it's a solid card. Get you Yogg Will in some of these matchups, and that's a good game right there. It's like yeah. playing three ancient grudges in his deck. He's got he's got a ton of tutors. I mean, with the gifts ungiven and and that, and then the, he's got he's running imperial seal as well. So the only the only thing I don't like about this deck is the mana, and I feel like the mana can defeat itself. Yeah, I mean, I I I, uh, I didn't play against him in this event, but in one of the previous events, I think I played against this build and against. Uh, dredge, you know, his plan seemed to be like counter the or not dredge sacks counter the first um, sphere effect with a with a force and then try to set up a drain turn. Um, so I mean, I I don't know how that worked out for him. Uh, I, I I mean, it, it was good enough to get him in the money there, but um, his mana doesn't seem. Let's see, he's running. He's got seventeen lands. And yeah, I mean he's only he's only running two non-islands, which I think is okay for Gush, because like I, I mean Gush Oath works with four uh, with four forbidden forbidden orchards. Yeah, that's true. So I, I don't think it's that bad. I, I mean Gush can always cheat on his land, um, so I think if if he's able to set up a drain against Oath or against uh, stacks, he's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of cool because he can beat if he if he has the time, he can beat any deck in the format with his main deck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's got the classic gifts package of uh, Voltaic, Key, Time Vault, Yagmoth's Will and Regrowth. Uh, so whatever you give him there, he's comboing out. This is true. What do you guys think about number 1 running a Singleton Tezzeret and number 2 the possibility of running the uh, MBS Tezzeret? 
Um, well, let's do an artifact count. We've got one, I mean, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We've got nine artifacts. I don't think that's enough for the new Tezzeret. Yeah, and, and he, you know, he's going to win with, uh, with Seeker anyway. Um, I don't, I don't really see any value, uh, to Nutez here. Um, he's got a lot of tutors, so I think one or, or two is probably the appropriate number. Um, cause really you, you want to try to get him off a drain. Uh, I, I've tooled around with Nutezaret in, um, in some stacks builds, but haven't found anything, uh, you know, anything good yet. Yeah. But I really don't think he's, he's a fit here. I'm pretty sure that the new Tezzeret needs to either be worked into an affinity build or be made into a blue deck from the ground up. Yeah. Okay, so let's uh, just round out the uh, the top. Well, we've looked at the top eight, but look at the rest of the decks in, in that particular event. There was five shop decks, um, three green-white hate decks, none of them making the money. Um, a good game oath deck, which was uh, George's, that we've heard uh, went three and one. Elephant Oath, uh, Storm, which didn't make the money, Dark Times, Gushbond, Tezzeret, Jacerate, and Dredge, rounding out that, that, that field there. So, uh, George, that probably leads us into the, the weekly metagame roundup. Uh, yeah, um, we didn't get to talk about this last week because we didn't have the numbers, but we've got them this time since the last event fired a week ago. Um, we have the last week's metagame was a 35% shop uh, metagame with Oath coming in second. And then followed by Dredge, Green, White, Hate, and Tezzerator making up the top five. This time, um, for the overall metagame, we Dredge, or shop dropped just a little bit. It's uh, at 33%. It's one-third of the metagame. And Dredge is, again, in number two spot at 15%. Oath is barely the best blue deck in the format, beating out uh, Jace Raider 10.3 to 9.3. And then we've got Green White Hate rounding out the rest of the metagame with all the little one and two ofs that managed to place over the last two months. So, I mean, it's not much different than it has been. Shop is slowly crawling up in the metagame. I believe uh, when we looked at this a month ago, Shop was like 28% of the metagame, and now it's roughly 33. Yeah, and, and Shop seems to have diversified a little bit. We've got the, the Forge Master builds we've heard about, we've got the Espresso Stacks builds, and we've got the, the regular aggro builds. So within that bracket of, of stacks, there, there's, there's several different viable deck types and, and ways to go might be might be worth start trying to break that down a little bit further even so adrian as the as the stacks player in the room what card do you think will make shops better metal worker or tangle wire um well I'm, i think that'll be an interesting question uh you know i think i think tangle wire is definitely going to open up the traditional stacks builds a little bit more um Metalworker is going to let us explore with combo stacks um, quite a bit more than it is right now. Uh, I mean, as you can see, I was running, uh, you know, some Palladium Mirrors to just try to get a, a creature source of, of artifact mana. Um, you know, Metalworker would, would definitely be better there. Uh, 
I think they're they're both going to be pretty good cards. Um, I I think probably Tangle Wire is going to be much more powerful, um, but uh, I think they're both. Pre- I mean, you open up a whole new world of, of combo stacks uh, when you get um, Metalworker because you've got you know combos with Staff ad- Dominations with uh, is it Umbral Mantle I think. Oh uh, yeah, Umbral man- Mantle. Um, so you've got. You've got a lot more uh, combo stacks that could could come into the into the mix. I mean, I kind of think that something has got to happen uh, on restriction. I, I think once we get Metalworker and Tanglewire, uh, if we don't have power, um, I I would be worried that that we might need some kind of restriction. Well, uh, Metalworker's Meta matter of months away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still a ways away, so maybe we'd have power by then. Oh well, be... no, I think metal work is coming pretty soon. I mean, it's by, April. By... Yeah, oh, is that um, it yeah. I mean, uh, Tangle Wire. We're looking a, a long way down the road, but yeah, we're going to have metal worker in the format very soon. Yeah, that's going to be scary. I would be interested to see if um, stacks or shop decks would warrant the first card restricted in classic that's not restricted in vintage. In terms of uh, shop being restricted? Um, in terms of shop or possibly Lodestone Golem or Sphere of Resistance? Yeah, I mean, I think I think if you restrict something like Sphere of Resistance or, or Golem, um, you're going to nerf the deck. Uh, you know, any of these builds, you're going to nerf them pretty well. Well, um, I, don't, I don't think it would kill the deck, but I think that it would bring it down to a more manageable level. No. I mean, I actually think, like, well, I don't know. I mean, it's a pretty bold claim. But I would think that uh, I would rather, as a shop pilot, even have uh, workshop restricted before something like Sphere of Resistance. Lodestone Golem, okay, but so what would you, you run, what would you run in the three uh, Mishra's Workshop slot? I mean, I would I would max out on uh, on Ancient Tombs if not already, and uh, some um, which call it some uh, max out on on uh, City of Traders. And then you've got so many, I mean, you've got so many artifact sources. Because the Forge Master combo deck won the, or came in second in the Star City Games Legacy Indianapolis Open. Yeah. You know, running running City of Traders, Ancient Tombs, Metalworkers. I mean, once you've got Metalworker, don't get me wrong. I mean, Stacks takes the deck, or I mean, Workshop takes the deck to a whole new level. But um, I think that Sphere of Resistance kind of, I don't know. If you didn't have Sphere Resistance, I think it would be a much, much weaker deck. So, we'll see. So, um, in episode two, we were having a look at Mirrodin Besieged, and when we got to uh, Steel Sabotage, there was an interesting discussion amongst the three of us. Um, as a stacks player, is that a card that you, you fear and you think that is superior to the other cards and other options in that slot? I, I mean, I think for some decks... Uh, it's a it's a great call. It's better than I think it's better than Hercules uh, for a lot of blue decks. Um, if you're something like Storm, then Hercules is still better. But uh, yeah, it's definitely something I'm I'm worried about. I don't know that I'd be any more worried about it than some of the other hate that's out there um, because there's a lot of hate already. You know, haters are gonna hate. <laughs> but uh, it's it's just giving them another tool. Uh, I, I'm more worried, actually, about Relic Warder, um, just because it gives the the 
fish decks that are running Ether Vial, um, and uh, so any any hate deck that's running Ether Vial gives you uh, it gives them a threat when they're tapped out uh, if they've got an active Vial on the board. Um, it combats the Spine of Ishtar plan against their Flux effects, uh, and you know it's another really big hate bear against you. So. Yeah. Uh, in, in that last sentence, you mentioned three of the cards that we looked at in our Mirrodin Besieged um, review uh, was uh, the Spine, the Steel Sabotage, and, and the uh, the Relic. Uh, are there any other cards that, you've, you, that have caught your eye for potential use in, in Classic that we may have missed? Um, no, I mean, the, the Revoker is there. He's good. I don't know that he's any better than Pithing Needle. Um, uh, yeah, I can't really... I mean, Blightsteel, obviously. Um... But I, I I can't think of anything else. I mean, I'd love to see someone break Crater's Council. <laughs> I doubt that's going to happen. Do you, do you, you want to have a quick look at your um, your Forge Master deck one more time and just talk us through maybe a kind of strategy against all the various uh, top decks in the format and, and what kind of sideboard plan you go for? Sure. Um, okay. Adrian. Uh, you want me to start? Yeah, okay. So, um, like I had said before... Uh, you know, one of the things I want to do would be was to be good in the Oak Mirror, uh, and I really think the sphere effects are, are pretty dead there. Um, so I I like this build because I can really take out uh, all of the sphere effects and even some lodestone golems, which you know in the mirror are just juggernauts, uh, and bring in some really heavy hitters like duplicates, steel hellkites, worm coil engine, uh, crucible of worlds, um, and another thing that the mirror. Uh, people tend to be boarding in ghost quarters in the mirror. Um, so, you know, you might want to consider a uh, a basic land in the sideboard if you don't have one in the main um, just to screw with them uh, in case they, they try to ghost quarter you out. Uh, against Oath, um, so the duplicates are really good, and Staring, and staring Bridge is really good. Um, I, would, I would not take out... Uh, so actually... I, I very rarely have boarded down the Helm of Obedience or Leyline combo. Um, I, I've done it before, but I actually think it was a mistake. Um, you know, Leyline is just randomly good. Uh, it's good against Oath, uh, you know, with the with the Dragon's Breath, with the Aging Grudges. So I, I would leave it in there, and you, you always can just get the nut combo with Helm. Um Against Dredge, obviously, you've got the Ley Lines there that are good. You've got uh, Tormund's Crypt. Pithing, uh, Pithing Needle uh, is there. Uh, not as optimum Dredge Hate, but it's good in some other matchups as well. Relic is, is nice, and you can you remember that you can always untap Relic with Volpeiki, uh just to get some value. Um, you've got a couple of Chalice of Voids in there. Uh, they're good against some of the blue matchups. Um and against the the fish decks and the hate decks, uh, again I think the weakest matchup here is fish. Um, and you know if you had a couple more chalices, maybe it would be a little bit better. But uh, I'm more focused on beating uh, dredge, the mirror, and oath. Uh, that's kind of what I wanted to focus on. So that's where where I've gone. Um, Sundering Titan has been. I had that in some uh, iterations of the deck would bring it in against various blue decks, but it's just not as good as other options, uh, I don't think. You know, you, you, you always have something better you could Forge Master for, 
Um, it's good when you hard cast it, but it's a lot of mana to get to. Um, and you can usually go with something else. So th- those are the sideboard plans typically. Again, I think the biggest is sideboarding for the mirror. I mean, I see a ton of people li- leaving in sphere effects and maybe I'm just an idiot, but I, I tend to-, to feel that they're pretty terrible in the mirror. Um, so. Well, I agree with that because the only shop deck that I've actually put any work into is one that plays red for Magus of the Moon and Goblin Welder. Yeah. And, I mean, this is a shop metagame, so I I cut out my Sphere of Resistances altogether. Yeah. And I left the Thorns in because I can still cast my eight red creature guys under a Thorn. Yeah, but, I mean, that's the, that's the problem, I think, with regular stacks is, you know, if you've got 13 or so... I mean, even Lodestone Golem is not good. So you've got 13 or so sphere effects. If you want to side those out, that's your whole sideboard uh, against the mirror. So so that's kind of why why I like this build a little bit better in the mirror. Uh, it's got less dead cards. All so, right. Uh, and, you know, against against the random matchups, uh, like Dark Times, sometimes you're bringing in Chalices. Sometimes you're bringing in Crucible of the Worlds. Um, but for, for the... You know, if you're facing a, an opponent with a heavy aggro matchup, you're keeping in the worm coils uh, and maybe doubling up on your worm coils. Um, and when you double up on worm coil, a lot of times I take out duplicate or spine of Ishaw, depending on what's going to be better in the matchup. Uh, you know, spine is good against dark times. Uh, spine and duplicate are both okay against dark times as forge master targets to either, you know, hit. Um, uh, a ley line of the void if they've activated chal or activated helm uh, with spine or to hit a uh, a token with with duplicate if they've if they've got that out but that's kind of random. Well, um, I mean, I know I know duplicate hitting my fifteen fifteen sucks. I can imagine it hitting a twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely gets them. Um, but uh, you know, sometimes so against dredge. Uh, yeah. So what do I take out? I take out. Um, I take out the duplicant, the uh, duplicate, I take out duplicants, I take out, um, a battle sphere, I take out spine of Ishaw, just cause those are pretty slow. Warm coil is okay, uh, once you get kind of to parity with them. I take out palladium mirror, that's just way too slow. Um, and I'll cut down the mox opals a lot. So, it, you know, some of the random cards to come out are, are gonna be palladium mirror and mox opal. Um, and then either, you know, between Duplicant, Worm Coil Engine, and Spine of Ishaw, you know, one or two of them are going to be good, and one of them, at least one of them is probably going to be bad. Uh, the only time they're all decent is, say, against shops, maybe. Um, but uh, usually some of those will be coming out as well. Um, and as I've said, I've, I've kind of learned from experience that I very rarely will cut down on the, the Helm-Void combo, which probably is a little bit different from what uh, some of the other shops builds do when they're playing Leyline. A lot of them will cut Leyline against opposing shop decks. But again, again, you've got 13 sphere effects you can cut anyway, so I think Leyline is a little bit better. It stops Crucible. Uh, I think Leyline, you know, bare naked Leyline is better in the mirror than uh, than Thorn of <laughs> Thorn of Amethyst, Sphere of Resistance. But uh, that's just me. Cool. Any other any other matchups you want to know about or? Well, I think you I think you talked about all the the ones that actually matter. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, I, again, how's your red deck wins matchup? <laughs> so have I? Let me. I have a little spreadsheet here. Let's see if I played against red deck wins. Um, 
No, I haven't played any matches against uh, Red Deck Wins. I know I lost a TP game to uh, to Vampires once. That was a little embarrassing. Like like standard Vampires? Uh, well, no, I think they had. Uh, I think it had. It was kind of like a cross between Vampires and Dark Times. Uh, so. That's kind of sad that you lost yeah. the standard deck. That that was definitely the the saddest matchup of of I've ever lost with it. But it's, uh, it's all right. I've lost an oath with oath in the TP room to like Kipkin. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. It, it does happen. Um, but you know, again, the, I think the the fish decks are definitely the worst matchup. Um, you know, worse than fish. So Merfolk is is actually a bad matchup. But again, fish is just a better deck. Uh, Tesserator, it had a little bit of problems with, but it's not, not too bad. Uh, GW Hate is about a 50-50. Uh, and then, then I think it has favorable matchups against the three big guys of shops and, uh. So do you have a, uh, a total win-loss percentage? Yeah, so, uh, 19 and 8, um, in the things I've recorded, um, I have, let's see, so that's 70%. That's that is a pretty good win percentage over what two weeks three weeks? Yeah, over yeah two weeks I guess it was. So set, the main highlight seven zero against Oath, um, three and one in the shop mirror. So Oath was actually the the matchup I played the most. Uh, three and one against Dredge. Um, you know some random wins against like Affinity and Dark Times. Uh, but yeah, fish fish and. Uh, Fish is definitely the worst. And then a, a random Merfolk lost to Scorpio when you ran that in the daily. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I think it's it's pretty decent. Um I, I think there's a it's young, so there's a lot of room to to play with it as well. There's, do you do you find that people just aren't familiar with the deck and they make a lot of play mistakes against you? I, I, I think so. Like I in a lot of the early events, I mean, I definitely saw the, so I, it moneyed in four straight dailies, uh, and then those were all fairly smooth sailing, and then I think I played in two more, um, where I, people were definitely more prepared for it. I still punted, uh, to, to not money in, in at least one of those, but I mean, people like pithing needle helm of obedience at when you don't have ley line in play. I mean that's just not a good move. Uh, <laughs> but, but you know they just get scared because they don't know what the deck's doing. Um, I, you you more, might you might cast it off a of mox opal. Yeah, I could. I, I mean I've done that before. I've, I've done take mock the mox opal. To, to cast <laughs> Come on. I mean if you had pithing the voltaic, yeah, I can do that anyway, right? So um, yeah. people people have gotten a little bit better against it. They know like. I don't think a lot of people early on realized how powerful Forge Master is. I certainly didn't. I laughed when I found out I was playing you round one the other day. I was like, oh, I get to beat up on this uh, dumb combo deck. <laughs> right, and and I think some people, I've played against the mirror, and some people do kind of like blow their load with Forge Master too early. I mean, if you've got board control, um, you do not want to crack your Forge Master because, you know, they can respond with, to whatever you bring into play. Just play it out. Um, as long as you've got control, uh, you don't. You don't. You're not forced to tutor anything until you're. You have to. Um, and I, I've. I've literally only lost one game where where I've had an active forge. See, I mean, I, I've only lost uh, one game with the active active forge master. 
Um, but I, I do think the deck overall is, is fairly good. I do think it's even weaker against fish, though, than, than uh, traditional sacks, just because it's got less of the, the sphere. Thank you. Right. And that just about rounds up uh, this week's action on the podcast. So unless anyone's got anything to add, I'll... Uh... I'll say goodbye, and we look forward to hearing your comments. Um, I'd like to thank PureMTGO.com for hosting us and uh, MTGOTraders.com for sponsoring us. Uh, so that's me. Uh, see you next week. All right. Thank you, everybody. Uh, had a great week. Had some really cool things happening, like Storm Forum on an event. Let's, uh, let's see how this classic metagame is going to shake out going forward, and we'll uh, see you next Thursday. And um, a big thank you to Adrian for joining us this week. Thanks, guys. It was a lot of fun. Cheers. Take care. Have a good one.